welcome to this week's episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I'm Brandon. I'm Craig. Yes, you are. And uh, we are excited to be here this week. It's going to be a good week. We really are excited because um, today it's like uh, the, the weather looks like it's supposed to be really good. Um, this is our last one for um, a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll be back two weeks from today. Two weeks right? from today and, we'll be um, back. Because somebody is going to be on vacation again. Again, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this guy this guy has more vacations than Joe Biden. I mean, it's just the craziest thing. It's like I, I've never seen anything like it. Do we want to compare our vacations? Do you want to? I mean, because we keep track of that, right? We do keep track of it. Guaranteed you're gone more than I am. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. It's probably close. <laughs> But I don't. But I do. I do want to. We have something that um, is uh, coming up, and actually, it's today. It's today. So uh, we have a uh, birthday. Uh, Randy Neal. Happy birthday, Randy. Happy birthday, Randy. We know that Randy listens, and Randy's big. uh, He's involved a lot here at RCC. He does all the graphics for or the sermon and the the slides for the sermons. Yeah. So. But uh, so happy birthday, Randy, and hope it's a great day, and hope you get to do something exciting and. Hope you're listening today. So, but um, I like that music too. That was kind of soothing. It was just kind of we could just keep that playing the whole time. Yeah, we could just sign off now. Like that. That's made the podcast worth it. Yeah, you guys have a good day, right? Exactly. So today, uh, sitting in my office, and Brandon comes straggling in. Okay, I I wish I could just snap a picture and send it to all of you to let you see this guy comes in with this blue shirt with um what's on those. They're marlins, I think. They're Are they swordfish. Marlins? Swordfish. Okay. Comes in with swordfish. My six year old grandkids wear, boys wear swordfish shirts. But anyway, he comes in with this swordfish shirt, uh, unbuttoned all the way. And he's wearing like a black tank top. The, uh, the shirt is blue with light blue swordfish. He's wearing khaki shorts and he comes walking in and leans against my door. And I'm like, please tell me you're not wearing flip flops. And I said, um, I won't tell you. <laughs> I knew he was because I could hear him flip flopping right? through the you hallway. Heard me down the hallway. So this guy's ready to go to the beach right now. I mean, he's he's ready to I, go to the beach. I am trying not to check out, man. Can I check out after the podcast? Uh, you can check out whenever you. I want. I got some other stuff I need to get done. But. I thought this place is like Hotel California. You can check in, but you can never check out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it feels for that the, way. For those of you who don't know what that sometimes. is, you can look that up later on uh, on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I kind of dazed me there a little to bit. The rich exactly. Church of Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Such a lovely place. <laughs> wow. Oh, and man. I saw Craig's face. Maybe I need to check out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, enjoy your vacation from me exactly. next week. Yeah. So, but, uh, but anyway, um, I don't even know where we were, what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, you were talking about my you. attire today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, um, I, um, Hope you have a good time. I know Thank you guys you. Have, uh, you guys are um, from where you're going from here is like ten hours, correct? Yeah, okay. it's like nine hours. I think it's okay. like a nine hour drive. But when you have little kids, yeah, it's like twelve hours. <laughs> you know how that yeah. goes. And you stop into the bathroom every thirty minutes. As much coffee as I drink, yes, yeah, no. So we are actually going to to split the driving up on the way down a little bit, and instead of leaving at like four a.m. Saturday morning. And meeting my parents in Asheville, we've got a place down there we like to stop and eat okay. breakfast. We're going to leave um, Thursday, drive to Virginia, spend the day Friday at my parents' house, and then leave from there at like 5 a.m. Saturday and get down and do breakfast and then head to the beach. And I love breakfast on vacation. I don't oh, know why. It's so great. This place is awesome, too. Um, it's called CJ's, I think. They got biscuits the size of your head. Like last time I was there, I got sausage gravy and biscuits, and this biscuit was literally almost as big as the plate. <laughs> you know, you can't ever go wrong with biscuits the size of your head. <laughs> well, especially in the South, you know, it's like exactly. So, um, are they really good biscuits? Or they, yeah, they were good. The yeah. gravy was good, the bacon was good, the coffee was good. I think we need to go find some breakfast food somewhere. <laughs> I had bacon and eggs for breakfast. Did you? You should have stopped by. I wasn't invited. You are now. Tomorrow morning, you can stop by. Okay. We'll go breakfast and staff meeting after that. <laughs> Sounds good. Why don't you just bring it into staff meeting? We could do that. Yeah, just bring it in. We'll just eat it. Just bring in my cast iron pan and we'll yeah, that'll be good. make it happen. 
So um, good week ahead, though. I mean, your, yours is going to be short and sweet, and uh, you won't be here Sunday. And by the way, good job yesterday. Thank um, you. I sat through the entire service, first service yesterday. You, you and, mustered uh, You You, you uh, made it through. Right down on the front row. Well, Persevered. You know, honestly, um, you know, if you don't understand the role of a staff person or mm-hmm. – you know, minister or position that, that I have coming to church is totally different than somebody coming to church. It's like, don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't worship when I'm here, but there's other things on my mind, Correct. which mm-hmm. leads me away from that. So that's why I have to worship during the week and right. get my head straightened on. And we talked about this a little bit with Allison this morning mm-hmm. when we were in the office, because, you know, taking communion sometimes is a little bit um, different because my mind's not into it's it. Not sometimes there. I won't exactly. take it on mm-hmm. Sunday. I'll take it another day of the week mm-hmm. and, and do that. But uh, yesterday was good because I, I, my mindset was I'm coming into worship. I'm coming in just like. I'm not the minister of this right. church and I'm just going to come in and I knew I was doing announcements and any monkey could do announcements. So I'm like, this is fine. I can, I can do that. But, um, Hey, I do announcements every week. What like does I that said, mean? any monkey can do okay. them. So <laughs> with a swordfish shirt on. So hey, anyway, but anyway, go. um, it was really good because I got to worship and, um, I thought Scott in, um, Jocelyn, Jocelyn mm-hmm. did well, uh, leading in worship and, and then the sermon was good, uh, great and the video was awesome. Um, love that with, scene with, with Nicodemus. 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 Yeah. Nicodemus. And, um, and then the ending scene for that too. So I thought you did a really good job getting that together and, you know, talking a little bit about, you know, following God and, and we'll talk about it here in just a minute. But, and then also, um, you know, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. So yeah. we, we, you talked about that. So I thought that was good. And I just thought the worship was really good. And mm-hmm. communion was different for me yesterday because, um, I actually got to take it. And got to center on what I need. My mind wasn't thinking about thinking the about, next service exactly. or, you know, who might be offended by, you know, and I'm not, I don't really think about that, but my, you know how you are when you're, when you're up front and yeah. like I guarantee yesterday when you came down to take communion, your mind wasn't as, as way it normally is probably, no. but you're up front anyway too, but you're, you know what I mean? Correct. It's a different, it's a different yeah. setting. So yeah. And you know, yesterday was crazy because it came in and the TV up front was not working properly. It was, you know, the, you thought the scene was dark. It was super dark on everything. Yeah. And the HDMI ports had, um, I don't know if it was the storm that had rolled through or something, but the HDMI ports had been damaged. And so, um, and so we were able to, I was able to kind of get that taken care of and swapped out with another TV. Thanks so much to, um, to Sarah and, and Anita for letting me steal their TV. Anita didn't have a choice. She wasn't here yet. So I asked Sarah, I'm like, Hey, can I swap this out with our TV? Because the YouTube, like, we got like a hundred TVs in here. That well, and, and this was perfect because it was the exact same stand, exact same size of TV, exact same TV. And, and so, you know, on the other one, the YouTube, you know, capabilities worked fine. It was just the HDMI ports. Isn't that weird? That we were plugging into. That is into. really weird. And so, you know, they were still able to utilize the TV that we had over here for what they were utilizing it for. And we were able to use that one. Um, so we weren't able to miss a beat there. But it's like you and I were talking earlier. If we would have had to have, it would have been different, but it was what it was. You know, sometimes there are things that are out of your control. Right, right. That being said, it still threw me for a loop because I came in expecting to be able to, you know, pray with the worship team. And then slip into my office and kind of run through my sermon one more time and just kind of get that fresh in my mind. And that didn't get to happen quite the way I wanted it to. Right. So I will say this, though. Um, for as much as Mr. Swordfish over here picks on me for running over. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. guy was like six minutes over, <clears throat> six minutes <clears throat> over in the second service. So I think five from here minutes and 12 seconds. Okay, you were more toward the six. When you go over five, you're more toward six. So six minutes over. When you go over five minutes and 30 seconds, you're more toward six. I was well under that. I have never been five minutes and 12 seconds. That is true. True. Last week, you were six minutes and 58 seconds. <laughs> really? Over. Over. Se- almost seven minutes. Almost seven minutes. You know, but I had, I had a lot to say. And I had somebody tell me. They come up to me and said, Brandon, you were early today. I'm like, what do you mean? They said, we got out, you know, a minute before the hour. So I was within the hour. You were within the hour, but here's the difference between when I preach and you preach. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. I know what you're going to say. There's not a worship leader up there who prays 10 minutes, and there's not a worship leader who Gives me the history of the song. 
and why it was written and why they were climbing through the mountains and they had this inspiration and God did this and that. And so this came in and I'm like, oh, what are, are we singing or not? Did you know that when Chris Tomlin was a kid, <laughs> exactly <laughs> broke his left arm in the summer? So there's a reason why we're under the hour. Yeah. Right. I can't argue. I can't argue with that. Okay, I, I might have been that. exaggerating a hair, but you know what okay, I mean. Okay, yeah, it's like nine minute prayer, not ten minute prayer. Okay. But. <laughs> and it's not five minute discussion. It's three. It's three. <laughs> exactly. No, I and I said that. It was like I can go over. I told Allie that I was like I can go over a few minutes and still be okay because I'm not leading worship exactly. to add extra, you know, commentary on the other side. Well, if we're if I'm honest about it, I think we should. I think we should legitimately uh, think about changing times in the services and adding more time. I, I agree. Because um, we're already, most Sundays, about an hour and eight, ten minutes. Yep. So, um, you know, if we allow for an hour and 15 or hour and whatever, mm-hmm. hour and a half or whatever, I think that's what we should do. Most churches, most bigger churches, mm-hmm. should I say, that's what they do. Anywhere from an hour and 15 to an hour and 20 minutes. They give you, a, it's like an hour and a half, you know, for the service or whatever, yep. and then the next one kicks in. And that gives you the chance to go... You know, um, what, what I want to say, if you need, if you need to go an hour and 15 or 20 minutes, you still get out and people still get in and right. you can funnel, you know, in and out. Correct. So. Yep. But when you're at an hour, you know what I mean? And we mm-hmm. run over a little bit. It's, it's, it's kind of hard because I do see sometimes even when I'm up speaking, right. I see people coming in and coming standing in. in the, yep. in the back. And, and I just, know they're And early. that's just because our services are closer together. Yeah. And know, this already. is, yeah. And, and, you know, people come in early. If they come in 35, 40 minutes early, I'm probably going to see them when I'm standing up yes. there in the, in the hallway. Yeah. So what's always fun too is when you, you see people come in as you're in like the song right before you get up. So it's like I'm standing there leading worship and people are still filing in like 10 minutes late. Or I'm three minutes into the message and people are still coming right? in. Right, yeah. exactly. Not calling anybody out. No, not at all. That'd be me if I didn't have to be here right? probably. Right, right. <laughs> coming in trying to get my kids checked in. Clint does I can't that, get, didn't he? Didn't he Clint does, do that? yeah. No. I can't get my kids checked in. Like every now and then, like I'll tell Allie, I was like, I'll, get, I'll go check the kids in. And I get over there and I have to ask help every time because I don't do it enough. It's like, how do I do this again? And they have to remind me how right? I, how I do it. Well, so good day yesterday. We'll talk a little bit here about Nicodemus here in a minute, but um, good job and um, thought Thank the day you. was good. It was good. Um, a little low in the attendance part yesterday. I did know that prior coming into yesterday, so I really wasn't alarmed. There's um, about you told what everybody I, I was preaching, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I said Brandon's preaching. Don't Gosh. come. But um, I did. There was people gone, vacations, and they were gone, and sicknesses, and this and that, or whatever. And right. it just, I, I know, you know how the summer is. It's just the summer's. <laughs> You know, when it gets and through. honestly, looking um, traditionally, like w- the last couple years, our month of July has been better statistically, I think, right. than in previous years because used to be July was dismal, dismal. Like yesterday. Like worse than yesterday even Oh, still. really? Yeah, it was bad. But it, yesterday, I don't know what the numbers were, but – Yeah, I, I know they were low, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they, they were definitely – you could 260 tell. 260 maybe or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, normally, like traditionally, we would we would hang you know low two hundreds. Oh wow! Through the month of okay, July. Okay, well, then we did well yesterday then. Exactly. But yeah, we got. Um, I, I thought it was good, and um, the um, I'm looking forward to this week though. Uh, looks like the weather is going to be halfway decent, and yeah, not too bad. Hopefully, you guys have a good drive, and yeah, it's going to be good. I think I'm going to try to get my you bring yard me mode. back a souvenir. What if you, you bring me back a souvenir, here's what I want. I'm just going to give you. You can pick. I love, and this is my, my daughter calls this my trash pile. I love, and you know, I, you know, I don't like a love a lot. Mm-hmm. I do love a lot, but I don't love a whole lot. Right. I love coffee mugs. Okay. So if you see a cool looking coffee mug mm-hmm. that's like, like you've never seen before, that's what I like. Okay. And so when every morning or every night when I drink coffee or whatever I drink, I'm always like, oh, what mug do I want? So I have a ton of coffee mugs too. I, pick coffee mugs up everywhere I go. My wife told me I have to quit. I don't know why. I mean, it's, I like them because mm-hmm. Anita has at, at times have been like, should we get some, uh, get rid of get some, rid of of these, some mugs? of these mugs? I'm like, no, no, I like them. Not at all. Those are my mugs. We'll get rid of the mugs when we start getting ready to teacups. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. You don't want me to find a shark's tooth and bring it to you? We'll no. find some of those. Oh, we, I'm sure yeah, you we, will. We go looking for those every morning and evening. Are, do you like shark? Um, steak. You know, I've never had it. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't like seafood at all. I don't like it at mm-hmm. all. But I will admit to you, if you threw me a shark steak on, I'd eat it. And, okay. Because it um, – I can't even – It's it kind of tastes like 
ribeye and a pork chop to go combine. It's like the texture of a pork chop, but it tastes like ribeye. How about that? Hmm. It's really good. Sounds good. Yeah. So if you have, if you get the chance to have shark while you're down there, I'll still probably have shrimp and mm. something. Scallops. I'm bringing some home. Shark? No, shrimp and yeah. scallops. I get home, I'm making shrimp tacos on the Blackstone. That excites you, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you're, you, you, you really much hit me with my wheelhouse, tacos and shrimp. That, right? You love tacos. Yeah. He always, he'll, he'll, he'll Snapchat me and, or send me a text that says Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. And I'll always send him back a, uh, like a bitmo of me puking all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had, we had your favorite last night. Um, steak? Chipotle. Oh, good night. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. No, we'll, uh, we'll eat out one night down there, but other than that, we've, we've got meals planned. Where we'll cook in and see, I, I I applaud you for that because when I go on vacation, I don't want to I don't want to lift a finger. Only thing I'm going to do is get coffee. You know, I can cook at home and I don't want to cook. And so I usually find some place like you know I go. I like to eat at mom and pop shops. I mm-hmm. stay mm-hmm. away from all the other mumbo jumbo, and I like yep. to eat at some places that looks like a dive or something. Right. Like. Speaking right. of dive, I ate it. Took my wife to the oh, GNR the other night. Love it. And first time she's ever been. And oh, what'd she think? She loved it. She loved it. She got just the straight out bologna, you know, sandwich and, you know, fr- fries and she had pie and, and all that. Lady, I got the lady home and I guarantee you they're ready for this. At 8.10, I came in from the backyard. She sound asleep on the couch and slept like that. Like I barely got her up to go to bed. Slept like that till morning. I don't know if it was the GNR. I don't know what it was. That's awesome. What kind of pie did she get? Chocolate peanut butter. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Their butterscotch pie is good. I don't think they had. Oh, they did have it. I did saw they? that in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up getting the country boy. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. It's the hamburger with a slice with of bologna, bologna and a, another hamburger. Yeah. Yep. And um, and then we got the cheese platter. Oh, you can't beat that. Mm-mm. Except for the pickles. I love their pickles. <sighs> Ugh. See. <laughs> what? See what? <laughs> Mister Picky. I, <laughs> I don't like pickles. That's it. I eat about anything else. There gotta be something wrong with the guy who doesn't like pickles. I've right? ate rattlesnake before. I just don't want to eat pickles. See, I gotta stay. They got good I pickles. Like. If you like pickles, they got good pickles. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, but anyway, GNR. My so. wife thinks it's funny to to eat like a few pickles and then try to give me a kiss. I'm like I just I can't stand the smell of pickles. I have to remember that. Dude, you don't have to eat. You don't have to eat pickles and try to give me a kiss to gross me out. You try to give me a kiss, and and we're going around. You should have seen his face. He just looked at me like I cannot believe it. Oh, All I saw was his eyes hey, over that microphone. You know, on the positive side, you've already mentioned her name once because we had a conversation with her beforehand. But on the positive side for Allison, yeah, we haven't mentioned baseball yet. So there's that. We have not. And uh, the the All Star game was a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was last week. Last week was it this past week? It was last Monday. It was a week ago. To, uh, last Tuesday. Monday like was the home run derby. a long derby. time ago, doesn't it? It does. But anyway, but yeah, yep. so we'll spare you, Allison. That's it. There's really not much going on in baseball. There's not. No. Yeah. So good day yesterday. Good good job yesterday with Nicodemus. And, uh, Thanks. I really like the story of Nicodemus. Um, you know, I, I, I love, and, and, and I think you did a very good job yesterday. I'll just point this out as we get into it. And you, you probably were going to talk about this later, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up now. But, how you brought up John 316 and mm-hmm. how you, you know, you see John 316 at basketball, baseball, football games, people holding up John 316. You see John 316 on bumper stickers, uh, John billboards. 316 on billboards everywhere. But what you don't realize is John 316 is in the middle of John 3, which is the entire conversation with Nicodemus. Exactly. And I, I and I think that that gets lost in the mm-hmm. shuffle. And I guarantee you that if you ask most Christians, be like, when Jesus met with Nicodemus at night, what, where did, when did that take place? What, what, what Bible or what book and what chapter? Right. And if you say, okay, it was in John, what John, what chapter? They still wouldn't be able right. to tell you. Exactly. So, um, but I thought you did a good job laying that out because, um, that's something you just don't think about. Yeah. No, I hope absolutely. People, I hope people landed on that to realize that Jesus was literally talking to Nicodemus yeah. when he said that. Yeah. And the great thing is, is that like that whole section, that whole conversation, like you could almost do a sermon series on that. Well, definitely. Just Jesus' teachings. Like, there was so much that I was not able to get into, 
of just of Jesus' teaching. You know, he goes in and he alludes back to, you know, Moses, you know, when they were in the desert and, oh, yeah. and they were getting bit by snakes and they were dying because the people were, you know, they, they cursed the man and right. they were wanting to go back to Egypt. And, and so they were dying from these snakes. snakes so God gave them a, a way to be healed and Moses made this, this, bronze serpent this snake and on a pole and he lifted it up and all they had to do if they'd been bit by a snake was to look at this serpent to be healed and he said you know so you know in the same way the son of man must be lifted up um and, and anyone who looks upon him so you know, will be you read saved. the gospels of jesus and we hear the gospel of jesus christ but honestly i'm just going to come out and say the uh when you're re- when you're hearing the conversation between jesus and nicodemus that truly is the gospel Exactly. That's what, this is exactly what he's explaining to Nicodemus is exactly why he came to this earth. Mm-hmm. And I think that of all the chapters in the Bible, all of them, that probably John chapter three could be the most important mm. chapter in the entire Bible for sure because of that conversation. Because Nicodemus is a, a Bible scholar. He's a Pharisee. He knows what he knew. He yeah. knew, he knew the biblical, say the traditions and what should take place, but he was also one of these people whose heart was open to hear something different that went away with with what he was talking about. The the, the clip that you showed, and I know it was a little dark, but that's okay, but the clip that you showed when, when you just brought it up where Jesus is explaining and goes back to Moses, I love that. I love when Jesus, no matter where it is in the Bible, where he refers back to the Old Testament, refers back to the law or to Moses or whatever, I love when he does mm-hmm. that, when he refers back to somebody like – because he – I- He's connecting the dots for us, right? And I, that's that's what makes Jesus's teaching so relevant at any point in time. He just he's connecting the dots for us. Yeah, and I, I wonder know. how much more often that happened that's not even recorded, you know, in in the Bible about his teachings. Because you look at you know he was in the wilderness for forty days, forty days and forty nights. Satan comes. Satan tempts him with three temptations. And we'll see, that's every, all we hear about. Every temptation. What what does Jesus respond with? Scripture. Scripture. You know, and so that to me is like, is that, that's why it's so important for us to know our Bible, to be in the Word, you know, so that when someone says something that is off base with God's truth, we can't just say, well, that doesn't sound right. It's like, no, that's not right because God's Word says. I like, I, you know, when you're, when you, when you're talking about Jesus and uh, Satan and uh, Satan trying to tempt Jesus, which is, um, when you think about it, you're thinking, okay, this is ludicrous to think that Satan could tempt Jesus to do something, mm-hmm. but when you look at the humanity of Jesus yes. in the yep. in the holiness of Jesus, they're 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 kind of at odds. I yeah. mean, they're kind of at odds here. So when you're looking at the humanity of Jesus, he's trying to get it. So Jesus's response to Satan to say it is written. Okay, yes. I'm going to botch this quote up because I don't have it in front of me. But I listened to John Piper one time, and he was talking about the temptations of Jesus, and he said when when Jesus says it is written. It is written in stone is what he's saying. It is mm-hmm. never going to change. Right. He said it's like the Ten Commandments. It's written in stone. It will never, ever change. He said it didn't change then. It's not going to change now. It won't change 5,000 years from now if God does not return. And I, and I, that's the way I, when Jesus says it is written, it's like, boom, it, this is the, this is the law. This is the word. Mm-hmm. This is what is, this is what God says. So, when Jesus refers, and when you see Jesus refer back, or you see Jesus refer back to Scripture, mm-hmm. I absolutely love it because it's, he does add new things, right? But he right. also always directs back to where to where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll say, "You remember when?" Or mm-hmm. I love it. I just love it. Yeah, and getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves, but in my first point, and we'll get to here in a little bit, but Isaiah 40, verse 8, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. That's exactly what you were talking about. 100%. You know, it's written in stone. I started off, um, you know, because I wanted to set up this idea of the difference between the Pharisees, I'm air quoting there, the Pharisees and Nicodemus. Because I think of the Pharisees, Nicodemus was different. Um, and so I, it's 12 font. He, Craig's looking at the outline like, I don't even know that I can read this. Dude, that looks like Japanese to me. You, right you want me to pause the recording and go get you another? No, you're good. Another print off? You want, you want this? No, you you're want good. My iPad? You're good. Um, but I, I talked about an, 
a magazine that ran a Dilbert's Quote Contest. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with Dilbert, Dilbert is a comic strip comic. He's a cartoon. And the, what they were looking for was what they were looking for people to submit quotes from their real-life Dilbert-type managers. And so these quotes were things that had actually been said to them or had come down from on high from the management through an email or something. And the one that won it said, as of tomorrow, employees will only be able to access the building using individual security cards. So they have to start using security cards tomorrow. It says pictures will be taken next Wednesday and employees will receive their cards in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pretty good. Yeah, it is. A um, couple other ones. Teamwork is a lot of people doing what I say. That I think mm-hmm. I sent that one in. That's what you said once, wasn't it? Well, that's no. <laughs> exactly. Um, here's this one. I'm pretty sure this one came from UPS. It says, we know that communication is a problem, but the company is not going to discuss it with the employees. You know, I, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I've, I've worked in the secular world. And that is exa- exactly right. The communication, sometimes you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But here's the one that I really landed on, the one that really struck me. It says, this project is so important, we can't let things that are more important interfere with it. And that's about right. And that is, for me, what, what I think of when I think of the Pharisees. Right. You know, they they were so caught up in being religious they were so caught up in standing in the right spot, standing on the corner, praying their prayers, making sure they were wearing their perfect attire with their prayer boxes, making sure that they were jumping through their man-made hoops that they couldn't see past the end of their nose. They couldn't see that Jesus was right there in their midst. And don't you think that is what happens today? Mm-hmm. We don't have the elaborate robes and prayer boxes right. and hats and tassels and this and that and that. But what we have done is we have substituted all that for other things. Correct. We have substituted, we have substituted building a tradition, mm-hmm. the way of service we think it should be, mm-hmm. how grandparents or mom and dad said it was mm-hmm. and when it shouldn't have been that way. We've substituted prayer boxes for pews, carpets, stained glass mm-hmm. windows, organs, pulpits, wooden furniture, whatever else. We've substituted all that, and we have made that a test of fellowship. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. If you've ever done that in your life, you need to get down on your knees right now. You need to repent of your sin. If you're driving, pull your car over right now, repent of your sins, and ask God to forgive you because mm-hmm. you literally are in jeopardy because you have, you're like the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And um, I've known Pharisees my entire life. Yeah. And I've, they've been in every church, and yes, including this one. They've yep. been in every church that I've ever been in. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm like Jesus. I have zero tolerance right. for those things in my life because that means nothing to me. Yeah. And it should mean nothing to you. And so that's why Jesus was so rough on them. Mm-hmm. But don't you love the way Jesus interacted with Nicodemus because he wasn't like that? Because so guess why? It's his heart. Yes. Jesus is looking at his uh, teachable, approachable mm-hmm. Heart. And that's what I said yesterday. God wants our heart. Exactly. You know, it doesn't matter about all of that other stuff. It doesn't matter what I, what I wear to church. It doesn't matter, you know. Even the, um. Yeah, maybe I'll wear this the Sunday, fit. the Sunday I get back. Maybe I'll get a better one. Maybe I'll get one with like, you know what? I've got the one that my mom got me. I was going to think the only way that make that shirt better is if it was pink. I've got the one with flamingos on it. The blue one with flamingos on it that my mom got me. Okay. I tell you what. If you wear that the next Sunday you're back. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. For Sunday of the Sermon Series, if you wear that when you're coming back, I, I will take you to go get lunch at the Longhorn or someplace like that. Longhorn sounds great. But you got to wear the short britches with it. Oh, too. not happening. No. It's uh-uh. Longhorn, bro. That's not worth it to me. I'll pay to go Longhorn myself. Yeah. No, I, and yesterday I said this, you know, I said that the, uh, and I pulled this from somebody else. I can't even remember who said this. I was reading something, but they said, you know, that the, the Pharisees, they were stuck in the rut of the religious system. But there are times even today where we get stuck in the rut of our religious system because we expect church to be a certain way. We expect a service to be a certain way. We expect it to be this or that or to look like this or to sound like that. And, and we get so off base of where God wants us. God wants, you said it, you know, he wants our heart. Right. And that's where, um, where we need to be. Um, but I, I said, you know, I, I think that Nicodemus was different from those Pharisees. You know, we see, we see that and you, you alluded to that. His tone, Jesus' tone, you don't see the same tone that you see later on with the Pharisees. There's questions that you yes. ask and it, they're, they're asked with a, what do you call it? Accusation. Yes. And then there, you can ask the same question 
and you're seeking answers. And I believe that's where Nicodemus was. Well, I know that's where he was. Yeah. He was asking questions to, to find out. He wasn't yeah. accusing in his questions. Correct. And if you have not watched The Chosen, again, you know, we're not making any money off The Chosen. They're not paying us to say this, to do this. Craig and I both we're resistant to watching The Chosen because we think that a lot of Christian movies and Christian shows are cheesy and corny and not done well. Um, and then we got sucked in and started watching this, and it's like, oh, my goodness, this is so good. I think Dallas Jenkins, and I said this yesterday, I think Dallas Jenkins and the rest of his crew nailed this character of Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. Because when I watch him and I, I see that you know he's already been in a couple of episodes mm-hmm. and you see things starting to click with him, it's like – you know, we don't get a big picture. This is one of the only times we read about Nicodemus in the Bible. And you've got to re- you've got to realize with Nicodemus to meet with Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal. It is a big deal for him to literally take time to meet with Jesus. And I know they met at night, and but for him to meet Jesus it goes totally was, against the, his system yep. because they're totally against Jesus. He was jeopardizing his reputation. Exactly. So he his is position. meeting with Jesus, and he and he could get caught. Mm-hmm. But they're listening, and um, he—I mean—he's listening, and he's trying to come to this conclusion. So this is a, this is a huge deal for for Nicodemus in the position that he holds. Absolutely. So yeah. I don't know if we realize that sometimes this is just not. Oh, this is Nicodemus. He's a Pharisee. He's trying to you know figure this out, and Jesus is talking. No, this is a huge deal. Yeah. There's a reason why they met when they met. Exactly. Yeah. Now, there were some embellishments that were taken in this well, yeah. scene. Um, and, and I kind of paused here yesterday and I told everyone, I was like, don't get hung up on things that are in the chosen that, that aren't necessarily, you know, directly from the Bible. Could they have happened? Yes. Could they have not have happened? Yes. I read this reminder from John 21's very last two verses in the book of John. He says, this disciple is talking about himself is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. I'm going to start talking about myself that way. You know, John's talking about himself and we know that his account <laughs> of these things is accurate. Oh, but great. then he says, I got this. to look forward to that now. Exactly. Um, verse 25. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. There you go. And you and I have talked about – we talked about that last week. It's like what other things did he do? What other teachings did he did he give You know that weren't written down? Like, exactly. I want to I know that. I want to sit at the disciples' feet and be like, tell me. Let's hear some stories. Exactly. And, and, I, and I think that that's a very telling scripture um, when, when you read that because um, think of the things that are not in there. Think of the things that we haven't heard. There could be – we may only have a third of what has actually taken place. Right, right. And so there's not – you know, when you take the assumption that something could – that else could happen, well, you gotta you got to adapt for life too in the middle of that. you got to adapt that Jesus might have had a headache, that Jesus might have been physically ill, that Jesus was tired and he slept. Right. What, I, what I would like to have seen um, – sometimes with the Bible, we have a tendency to – and I think – the Bible, if we're not careful, will allow us to put God into a certain box. Like we box these things off. We box these stories off. We box that Jesus did this and all that because we don't see other than just life. But you got to realize Jesus was very human and Jesus was very much, you know, um, he, 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 he was very much, um, you know, he suffered and he dealt with the same things that we did. And so, you know, he would go through those things. Right, exactly. And so you almost have to – and the thing I love about The Chosen is they put the human the human spin on that. And I, and I absolutely, absolutely love that. So, Absolutely. So I went down. I did talk, like I said, a little bit. And you've, we've already hit on a lot of this, so I don't want to, um, you know, to labor there. Um, but I did read a couple of instances where Jesus – um, I had some interactions with the Pharisees, and I just wanted to point out the difference in the tone of these two instances versus his tone with Nicodemus. And so Mark chapter 7 says, One day some of the Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noted that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand-washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands as required by their ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. 
This is but one of the many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. Right there, second service. I didn't do this first service. That's why I went over second service a little farther. But cause I, I always go over the second service. It's, it's just easy to do. Always. But I stopped and I was like, okay, so they won't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in the water. Please tell me they washed what they bought from the market first. <laughs> Thank you for laughing because second service like just stared at me. Well, sometimes second service, I think that, um, I don't know what goes on with them. Sometimes they're in it and sometimes they're not. It's like, it's like a, it's like a rolling dice. It is. It's like, okay, what are they going to be today? Let's make a bet. It is. But it goes on in, in verse five. It says, so the Pharisees and teachers of religious law asked him, why don't your disciples follow our age old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand washing ceremony. Jesus replied, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. Then he said, You skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. And in this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. And then in Matthew chapter 23, verses 24 through 26, Jesus says okay, this, this is where Jesus, he's not a nice guy. He's not, here. He's no. not nice at all. You see him call already in, in the Mark passage I just read, you see him call them hypocrites. And here he begins out, he says, blind guides. You gotta realize, blind guides, this is, this is like, this is harsh. Yes. This is, this is harsh in that, um, cause they are supposed to be the leading, you know. Yep. And this is harsh for them. This, this is, he's getting them right where they need to be gotten. Yep. He says, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but you swallow a camel. What sorrow <laughs> awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee. Again. Yep. Again. Uh-huh. Smack. First, wash the inside of the cup and the dish. Make your heart pure, he's saying. And then the outside will become clean too. Okay. I don't know how you don't love Jesus. And it's awesome. And also, honestly, if he was here today, he was at our church, mm-hmm. guaranteed he'd give mm-hmm. the same speech, not only to me, sometimes to you yep. and, and, and to this congregation because he would let, he would light us up. He'd light us up. And that's what he's doing. He's trying to light these guys up. Right. He's trying to get them to, yeah, he's smacking them where they need to be smacked. Exactly. But he's not pulling any punches. And, nope. And that's just, just just a couple of instances there. Yeah, I just <laughs> you read that you read that passage, and you know, usually if I'm reading that, I'm up front, so I can't really laugh about it. But when you were reading it, it was it was I. It just makes me chuckle. I chuckled even yesterday yeah. when you were reading it because I was like, "This is this is just crazy." Exactly, it's crazy. Yeah, and I read those two just to show the difference because I really do think that Nicodemus was different. I think that Nicodemus was. was trying to figure it out. He was. Um, you know, he, he came to Jesus at night. We don't know if, you know, he did that intentionally because, you know, he didn't want to be seen with Jesus or if maybe he just wanted to wait until the crowds died down and that was the only time he could get with Jesus. Exactly. More than likely, it was probably because he wanted to come when he knew he would not be seen. He didn't want to tarnish his reputation. But he does come and he has this amazing conversation. Well, I agree with that. I think he comes and I think he is being safe. I think he's being careful. And, you know, looking at it from Nicodemus' standpoint, he's still seeking. He's still trying to figure this out. So I, you, it's hard to, um, you know, it's hard to judge him mm-hmm. on that. And, um, and I love that, um, I'm going to just read the part of this because we're not showing the video. So bear with me for yep. a minute. John three, starting with verse two says one dark evening, he, he came to speak with Jesus as Nicodemus. And he said, Rabbi, now you have to realize something. Rabbi, uh-huh. the, the term rabbi is a huge, huge statement a, from a guy like Nicodemus. It's an honor. It is an honor. Mm-hmm. So he's giving him his platitudes is yep. what he's doing. So rabbi, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. So, in his searching for Jesus, he's already saying he Nicodemus is already acknowledging yes. who Jesus Christ is, and the, your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And it's like 
It's like Nicodemus is trying to get this out of the way to, I understand where you're at, but I still don't understand some things. Right. You know what I mean? And Jesus replied, and you have to realize, when you read scripture like this, you jump from verse 2 to verse 3. Mm-hmm. And this is where the chosen has taken the liberties. There's there's like a conversation. There's a conversation, them. exactly. So the Bible and John is getting to the meat of it. And we know John's written with in retrospect that he's looking backward right. and writing this. So Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus is like, what do you mean? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus said, I assure you that no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. And I love the part in the video because the way he says it, it's kind of like, He's pleading with yes. Nicodemus. Yeah, you can see the almost tears in his eyes. Exactly. Humans reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. And I love Jesus because he's trying to teach him and teach us that there's a difference here. This is this is why, not until a few years back where I started to see everything more in the spiritual than the physical. And I still wrestle with the physical, but the spiritual is really, this is what Jesus is getting at here. He said, so... You know, I don't be surprised when when I say that you must be born again. And I love the the I love the part in the video where Jesus talks about the wind. Yes, that was awesome. It was very well. That done. was very good because you know um, he says I he said the wind blows wherever it wants. And when in the video he says, "Do you see the wind? Yeah. Do you know where the wind comes from? Yeah." And Nicodemus is like, "No, no." No, I don't. So Jesus says, you know, the wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going, and you can't explain to people, and you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. And this is what he's trying to get to point you, sometimes just accepting it. So I love the part where, you know, they, where they're talking about this, and, um, but the, Jesus really lays a lot out in this teaching. Yeah. And if you if you really want to know, you know, what Jesus wants from us, this third, right third chapter is, yeah. is amazing. It's right there. It's totally 100% amazing mm-hmm. when, when you look at this. So, but I, I just wanted to, to read that part because I yeah, thought that's great. that part was there. But I love, I love where you ask, uh, what can we learn from this conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus? And you said that we can, uh, we can meet with Jesus. Yeah. We and do can meet with Jesus. And we can. Yeah. And meeting with Jesus is not meeting him in this building. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, at times I feel I, – I know the Spirit is here, yep. but I usually meet Jesus outside of the RCC campus. Right, right. Um, that's where I meet Jesus. Um, but I love the um, – I kind of jumped ahead on the reading, didn't I? No, you're good. No, I, and, and I just set that up, and I read verses 3 and 1. You know, There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious, who was a Pharisee, and then after dark one evening he came to meet with Jesus. Right. And you know, it's like – we too can meet with Jesus. It looks a little different for us because we can't set like physically across from Jesus the way that, the, that Nicodemus was, but we have something that Nicodemus didn't have. We have the Bible in its entirety. We have the inspired word of God, you know, cover to cover. And, you know, I, I, that's why I read that verse earlier, Isaiah 48, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And then John begins his book and, and I love how he, he begins this. He says, in, in the beginning was the Word, capital W. And he's talking about talking about Jesus here. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right. You know, and it's like we also have the ability to meet with God mm-hmm. through his Word and through prayer. You know, but we also have to remember, we don't just use that. We don't use Bible reading. And we don't use prayer as a lifeline. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been times in my life where I'm not digging into my Bible. I'm not reading on a daily basis. I'm not spending time in prayer with God the way that I should be. And what I'm doing is I'm just using prayer and scripture reading as a lifeline. Don't you think meeting with Jesus is not about me setting the agenda though? Correct. Or you. Yeah. I think we meet with Jesus and we set the agenda. I'm yep. going to get up. I'm going to read my Bible devotion at, that's already been prepackaged, pre-made with right. one verse at the bottom and a prayer thought and the thought to go with it. And I'm going to have my prayer. And we think we met with Jesus. Right. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Nothing's wrong yep. with that. But if you're really going to sit down and meet with Jesus, and here's what's going to happen. 
you're going to meet with Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's going to, it's going to be a meeting like Nicodemus. It's going to be a meeting where he's going to, you're going to, you're going to come with some heartfelt things and you're going to allow the, God, the word of God to speak to, to you, to you yeah. in your life. So meeting with Jesus, there's meeting with Jesus and then there's meeting with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Meeting with Jesus, like, okay, Jesus, I'm start my brain. I'm, I'm running. I mean, I've done this. I've got a plate. I'm praying. God, forgive me. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give to you this time here. Right. And, um, but I love, I love, um, I love the, the part that, you know, that when we, where you said, you know, we can meet with Jesus and we have to, yeah, I have to meet with Jesus exactly, and I have to meet with him with no agenda, mm-hmm. with his agenda in mind. What am I, what, what is Jesus trying to tell me? What is God's word trying to tell right. me? What is God trying to convict me of in my life? And that's what I was intrigued about in the, in the video clip, you know, Nicodemus, they hadn't even sit down yet. And Nicodemus is like, I have so many questions. Right? That and, would, would you not be that way? And, I mean, and that Jesus would, yeah. is like, well, let's, why don't we sit down? And so they sit down and Nicodemus asks a question. But beyond that, besides asking questions of what Jesus is saying, Nicodemus doesn't bring anything else to the table. Right? Now he asks, you know, when Jesus says something, he's like, well, how can that be? You know, I liked that too <laughs> in the clip. And G- Nicodemus is like, you know, talking about being born again. He's like, I hope you're not, you don't mean that I have to return to the moon, womb because my mother, may she rest in peace, <laughs> yeah. is dead. And that would exactly. be a little hard for me. <laughs> um, I love that. That, <laughs> that is that good. Well, um, but you know, Nicodemus doesn't bring anything else to the table. His questions from that point are based off of what Jesus is saying. You know, exactly. and I, I think that's true. We, we always have our own agenda. We have to allow you know, God's word, God's truth to speak to us and not to have that agenda. Sorry, I jumped ahead on that. I forgot about You're fine. I read the scriptures. You're good. But I um but I you know, asking questions is 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 very important. And um I don't know if you've ever done this before, but have you ever gone to God's word with a question? Have you ever gone to God's word? You you need an answer? I'm you're say something happens and you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. You're, you are filled with fear, mm-hmm. worrying. Yeah. Have you ever just like, what, what's God's word telling me about anxiety? Yeah. What's God's word yeah. telling me about anger? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been, uh, somebody's offended you and you're really wrestling with forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone to God's word and say, God, I, I, I need to be told what to do when it comes to forgiveness? Have yeah. you ever done that? I, I'm, maybe I'm the only one, but I've done no, this a hundred times yeah. in my life where I've gone to God's word and I'm literally now it was, it's easier now than what it was right. 15 right. years ago. Cause now I can go to God's word struggling with forgiveness and right. you got exactly. 900 verses, which is awesome because I need that. So here's what I do. Um, struggling with anger today, mm-hmm. you know, I'm got a, I'm struggling with anger. I need for your your word to speak with me. And I, and I will type in scriptures on anger yep. and what I just, I'll read the scripture and then there's a few of them that I'll read. And I'm like, oh, these are really good. I needed this. But what I'll do is I'll read the front parts and yeah. the back parts, and I'll read around it. And, and a lot what, of times you can, you know, like, if you pull that up in yeah. your Bible app or on yep. the computer, yep. it will say in context. And so you hit in context, exactly. and, and it's there. So go to the go to God's word with questions because yep. you know it's like even with even with things the the way they are, you know, right now, even with um, you know how things are in our in our world and with our government and how corrupt and evil they are it's like you know what do i do how do i go to this well i know i'm supposed to pray for them but i also know this that um i'm supposed to stand strong against them too because right. god's word has a lot to say about that too so um god's word has an answer for everything if we allow him to talk to us yeah but what we like to do is we like to put our own spin on it. We like to work it out ourselves. And then we hit the panic button when God does, well, God, I, 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 I don't know how this happened. Well, right. you didn't go to God at first. So now you're paying the price and now you hit the 911 button. Yep. Exactly. So try to go to him first and try not to hit the panic button. Right. Yeah. And that, that leads us in, you know, you, you already talked about it a little bit, but the second lesson we can learn from this conversation is, is it's good to ask questions. You know, I think a lot of times we get, you know, apprehensive when it's like, I don't want to feel like, like when I was, I gave that illustration, you know, when I was a in elementary school and the teacher was teaching and I felt like I was the only one in the room who didn't understand what they were saying. Like, I didn't want to raise my hand. I didn't want to say, um, I don't understand. Can you back up? What do you mean? You know, because I didn't want people to think that, that I was dumb. I didn't want them to think I was stupid, but if I wanted to learn it, if I truly wanted to understand it, what did I have to do? I had to ask the question. I had to raise my hand and say, okay, I'm not tracking. Sometimes we have to do that as well, and so we do right. have to go to God's Word. Sometimes maybe we have a question about God's Word, and that's where we have to lean on and rely on the people that God has placed in our lives that we trust um, 
to be right. able to help us out with that. You know, it, it, God has give, placed people in our lives to be able to to work through things with mm-hmm. us as well. And so we have to we have to ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's good to ask questions. And I read this little interaction here. You know, Nicodemus, if he was there just for the sole purpose of you know, just moving on to the next thing of, of just having this conversation. If he was there to trap Jesus, he wouldn't have continued to try to seek this out. It says, Jesus replied, verse three, I tell you the truth, unless you were born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You read this already. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And then on down, he says, how are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. So he's asking these questions. He's, he's seeking it out. You know, if it was just for the purpose of, okay, let's get this meeting over with. I don't want to be here, but I have to be. He would have asked the questions. He wouldn't have tried to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then the last uh, truth that, that I said was being made right with God has nothing to do with what we do for him. And I'm sure people heard that and they were like, what right. do you mean? I'm supposed to be a good person. I have to do good things. I right. have to say the right things. That's a byproduct of what Jesus has done. Yes, we should be doing those things. Don't don't get me wrong. We should be doing those things. Um, but I said, I could be the nicest person in the world. I could give to the needy and the poor. I could go on 20 mission trips in my entire life. I could say nice things to everyone that I come in contact with. But if Jesus had never come to this earth, if he had never died on the cross, if he had never risen from the grave to save me from my sins, I would still be destined for hell because I have sin in my life. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm a nice person, just because I do right things, doesn't give me salvation. You're right. Um, I love the, um, you read, well, here we go, John. Here it is. 3, 16 through, what did you read, through 21? 21. Yeah. And um, he says this, for this is how God's, that he loved the world, that he gave his one and only son. So whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I love this verse. I love verse 17. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through sin. So Jesus was coming to save the world. God had already judged the, he's already judged us. So God, he sent Jesus for the, for the, um, for the, for the redemption. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. Now, did you hear that verse? Yep. That goes against anything that, this, that, that, that our world is throwing our way. Um, you it, can't judge me. It, well, <laughs> you've been therefore, judged. Therefore, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. So if you believe in Jesus, guess what? You believe in his word. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged. So LGBTQ, Black Lives Matter. Joe Biden, some of you guys in Congress who go against God and his word, mm-hmm. you already have been judged. Right. So, yes, you're going to get judged and because you do not believe in God's one only son. And that judgment is based on this fact. I love this. That God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than they love the light for their actions are evil. There you go, White House. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for the for the fear of their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that, that they are doing what God wants. Hmm. So here's the thing. I, culture, government, whatever, you guys are 100% in the wrong because yep. this verse right here has just flipped you guys upside down on your head and you've got nowhere to stand at all. Exactly. It, it is what it is. So those of you who are listening to this who are 100% Bible-believing fundamentalist Christians who believe the Bible from cover to cover and you have put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're 100% going to go against the the culture, family members, friends, neighbors, co-workers, whatever, because you're standing on something that's different. And I love Jesus. Jesus yesterday in the video because he's talking about the kingdom, right? Right. He's talking about, you know, my kingdom is yeah. not of this yeah. world. Yeah, and Nicodemus is like our you know, he gives that reference of the the bronze serpent and and <laughs> and Nicodemus says, Well, our, our people aren't being um or he said our people aren't dying from snake bites. They're it's dying taxation from taxation and oppression and, 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 and I, I you're like, oh, that's today. Yeah, and Jesus is like, Well, I'm sorry, but I didn't come to save them from Rome. Exactly. And Nicodemus says, well, then from what? And he says, from sin. Exactly. And so that's the point. It gives me goosebumps just I to know. think about that because that's where, 
that's where everything gets turned to the spiritual and everything gets turned upside down. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's culture wars and we get involved in that. Yeah, we can kick back as hard as we can and as fast as we can, but it boils down to this, that they're wrong biblically and you're right. Right. And so it is what it is. And I don't care how many press conferences the former vice president gets up to do or he tries to mumble himself through. It is never going to be right because he ain't right with God. Right. Until he gets right with God, he ain't ever going to be right. Mm -hmm. And that is what it is. So I love your final question where you're like, how close will you follow Jesus? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing because Nicodemus is trying to follow Jesus. And I believe he is following Jesus to a certain extent. But how close are you going to follow How close, Jesus? yeah. And, I, and that's why I said I believe Nicodemus continued to follow Jesus. We read this in John 19, 38 and 39. It says afterward, and this is after Jesus has been crucified on the cross, Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus, I said I'd never caught those words, secret disciple. It's like, was, Jesus, was Nicodemus a secret disciple as well? Because we read here in just a second, Nicodemus was with Joseph of Arimathea. It says he was a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders. He asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus' body. When Pilate gave permission, Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who came to Jesus at night. He brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment that is a made lot. from myrrh and aloes. He's going to need a wagon. That is a lot. And so, you know, we see that Nicodemus followed Jesus. We're not sure how close he followed Jesus. I personally think that this conversation that took place in John chapter 3 is one of many that maybe took place. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus was important to Nicodemus or else he would not have brought 75 pounds of of myrrh, of perfumes for for his burial. I love the the fact where they mention he's a secret disciple. He could have said he's a disciple of Jesus, but he said he's a secret disciple. And it has been my experience... And it's been my experience a lot since March of 2020. There's a lot of secret mm-hmm. followers. And I don't think it's right. I agree. I don't believe it's right at all. And uh, because here's where how you know you're a secret follower. You don't you, you, you don't want to go against the flow. Mm-hmm. If somebody says mask up, you're going to mask up. If somebody told you to put shackles around your ankles, you'd put shackles around your ankles. If um, a family member or a friend is, um, you know, living an alternative lifestyle that there was born a girl, but they want to be a boy or vice versa, mm-hmm. or they're struggling with uh, homosexuality and you don't say anything and you don't do anything and you don't pull them aside. You're a secret disciple. You may not agree with it, but you're a secret disciple. Shame on you. Shame mm-hmm. on you for that. Because, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to judge you heaven or hell at this point. That's all God. Right. But I'm just saying you got an opportunity to speak the truth in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And why are you not doing it? Right. Why are you not doing it? And I found out that a lot of times it's coming from those people who profess that they've been Christians for years who won't speak up. Right. And that's the tragedy um, of all that. So being a secret disciple, and I know they're figuring it out. And if you're, I know God, God looks at our heart, and if you're figuring this stuff out and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do here, legitimately, that's fine. But if you're not right. doing it because you just don't want to make waves, then right. you know what? Shame on you. Make waves. Yep. Doing waves. You're going to be in the waves this week, I bet. Mm, I'm ready. Yeah, anyway. Anyways. I was, but good job, though, I was on nibbling that. on cheesecake. It wasn't sponge cake, but <laughs> we, we had a little present brought to us today. Little, we did, a little, little bites of cheesecake. Little bites of cheesecake, and I'm like, I'll take one that's not on my diet but it was so good. Sweet it was tooth, very good. Sweet I don't mind either, but I actually did. Yeah, the, they got good cheesecake. They're very good cheesecake. Um, we're going to try to slip one in the cooler. If I've got room, we're taking oh, yeah. one with us to the beach. Um, but yeah, I closed out with this. Um, I said maybe Jesus never extended an official invitation to Nicodemus the way that he did um, in the clip, but he has to us. Yeah. We're called to be disciples who make disciples. We're called to be disciples who go into all the world making disciples, baptizing them, and teaching them. Um, you know, and, and then I showed the short clip of what happened two days after Jesus had this meeting with mm-hmm, Nicodemus where mm-hmm. he said, come, be, you know, follow me in two days time. We're leaving Capernaum, meet us at the East gate or wherever he told him to. And then they showed, I showed the clip of Nicodemus standing around the corner and, mm-hmm. and Jesus says, is, th- is there anyone else? You know, and Nicodemus is around the corner, kind of starting to cry and they find the bag of gold that Nicodemus left by the well there and. And or whatever it was, some kind of I think it was gold, yeah, watering hole, I think, yeah, but yeah, and so he left this bag of gold, and um, you know, Jesus is like, well, that's from a good friend of mine, and then he kind of looks back in that direction where Nicodemus is just around the corner, and he says, "You came so close, 
Right. My biggest fear is that Jesus would look at me and say, Brandon, you came so close. Well, like, how close am I going to follow him? I think he's, I think he's probably could have said that to me a hundred times during my life or For more. Sure. For sure. Came so close. Think about it. Things that are taking place in our culture, mm-hmm. things that are taking place that are not godly. Yeah. And a lot of Christians are not going, you came so mm-hmm. close. You came, you came so close. There's a reason why you and I and everybody else who call themselves a follower of Jesus Christ are on this planet at this point in time in our lives for the positions and the places mm-hmm. where you think that you're living in the house that you've lived in for the last 40 years because it's where you grew up. I call nonsense on that. You are here for a reason. God has you in this area, even if it's for you a lifetime for a reason. The way that God has me here mm-hmm. right now, maybe it's for a lifetime, maybe it's for a short season. I don't know. But God has put us in a place, in a position solely for him. Right. You think you have your job at Honda or anywhere else because you just need to pay your bills. Yes, you need to pay your bills. But God has given you that job for a reason. Yep. You have to figure out what he's given that to you. Maybe it is to stand up to somebody. Maybe it is to lead somebody to Christ. Maybe it is to stand up against the uh, HR department when they're going against God. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to work. But if God has led you there, again, God's going to give you what you need to, in fact, take that to where it needs to go. Yep. And so... People need to start looking at the spiritual side of things and not just the, the physical side of things. And I think that the story of Nicodemus, when Jesus is talking to him and you start reading about that, especially when he starts talking about, you know, um, the wind and things like that, that's a very spiritual mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that Jesus is trying to lead us in. And it's not just a, like talking generalities of the spirits, you know, because there's so many people talking about I'm a spiritual person. Right. Okay. No, you're, you're a goofball. Exactly. No, spiritual person means that you're walking with God. Right. You're walking with Jesus Christ. You're allowing the spirit to lead you. Mm-hmm. Anything of that is just goofy. Right. It's just goofy. And, um, but yeah, good topic yesterday. Um, well, thank you because you were going to use that. Clip. I was, and I decided not to. And you decided not to. And so when it was thrown back on the table. I'm like, yes, I will grab that up. He did. I did. I threw it down and he snatched it up. I did. I just picked it right up. It's like so a blue that's light mine. special. That's mine. <laughs> so we got one more week to the chosen and that's next Sunday. And uh, we're ending that out. We had five weeks of the chosen and I'm not going to tell what I'm going to be talking about because, uh, don't always talk about it. So right. we're going to talk about it. It's a scene that I'm going to show that, um, um, I, I, it's just something we don't talk about Correct. a lot at this time Correct. of year. So anyway, I'll leave it at that. So just wanted to let you know that uh, speaking of The Chosen, which we have been on September 28th at 6 p.m., you can come to the church and start watching season two again. And um, it's just like we did with season one this past spring. But if you've, if you've already seen season two, you can still come and join in the discussion. Um, I think you still have to sign up for that. I'm not sure, but we'll get to that later. So we got, we got some time, but just to put a bug in your ear, uh, the school supply giveaway is going to be on Wednesday, August the 3rd from six to seven at the Richwood Lake Shoulder House. And they're packing bags this Sunday, this Sunday. Yep. And then we have women at the well. Mm-hmm. Are you going? I am not. Well, you got the shoes for it. I'm okay. <laughs> he just looking at me. You're my ankle bobbin. I do. That's weird. I thought that was a swordfish fighting. That's what it is. That's they're on my shirt. Hey, women at the well is um, women's ministry. Uh, they like to invite ladies to come to praise and worship on August the twelfth. August the twelfth. That's crazy, isn't it? It's a Friday night. Yeah. From six thirty. I can't come. I've got a um, fellowship hall. like a wild game dinner. I'm going to. Are you? Where's that at? It's over in I think Bell Fountain. Remember that wild game dinner we went down to in the Hill Jacks? Oh so. yeah, at Howl's Mill in West Virginia. Yeah, that was actually um I that's the, the first time I had bear. The bear was good. The bear was awesome. It was great. I was really good. Um, 2022 back to school bash. You've heard about that before. I have heard about, I heard you said that yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's going to be on Wednesday, August 24th, 5 to 7.30 at the Richwood Park. And they're looking for volunteers for games, activities, face painting. You can sign up at richwood.church forward slash sign up. You actually can't yet because I haven't put it on there, but you'll be able to here in a little bit. And then the fair service. Fair service is Sunday, September September the 4th 4th. at 10 a.m. at the Bokes Creek Pavilion. Invite a friend to come and join us, worship with us. You know what? I'm going to invite you to come this year. Would you like to come to the... I 
I would love to come this year. Would you do that? Would you be my special guest this I year? I would be. So when I get up, welcome everybody. And we're like, hey, uh, my special guest showed up this year. He didn't show up last That's year right. when I invited him. <laughs> yeah. If I could have broke out of that hospital, I would. <laughs> Coming up on a year, bro. Coming up on a year. I was thinking about that yesterday. It was just weird to think. Um, the other day I swam uh, from one end of the pool to the other and a little bit back. Oh, congratulations. Scott's underneath of the water, like okay. underneath holding my breath. And it was like, I would, I will take that considering a year ago almost. He I was, was in Jordan's kiddie pool, but anyway, go for it. Hey, shh. <laughs> it was, it was the baby pool. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it was like, I'll take that considering a year ago I was in the hospital and Isn't that crazy with breathing tubes stuck up my nose. Ugh. Right? Yeah. It was weird. So, um, we will not be grounding That's next right. Monday. We so. will not be. The next time that we actually ground again is going to be... Uh, that will August. be in the month of August. It will be, won't it? Well, next Monday would be August, too. It would be August the 1st. So, so we're not... August we're, the 8th. Well, August the 8th, we'll be... Uh, we'll be back on the horse of Grounded, and um, hope you guys join us. If you... Uh, when, uh, haven't caught up on some episodes or you want to re-listen, I already had some, po- a couple people tell me that even though we're not going to be broadcasting grounded next week, that we're going to be doing, um, they're going to listen to it late, uh, you know, earlier ones. So what do you got going over there? Oh, I was pulling something up. You know what today is, don't you? Christmas? It's July 25th. It's Christmas in July. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love that movie. You know what? If you start doing that, I'm going to get in the Christmas mood. I just love it. It's great. My, uh, Kennedy has been watching Elf lately. Bum, bum. So I've been you know, I think that. we should play that in our hallway. She come church. in. She was, <laughs> uh, she was walking through the house the other day. She was like, I'm in love. I'm in love. And I don't care who knows it. Oh, my God. From where he walks in. Yeah. And then that big meeting. Then, yeah. yeah. Such a good movie. Is it one where he's like, um, this is the North Pole? He went, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. He went, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. There's no singing in the North Pole. We sing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that plays the manager of that, his facial expressions always oh, priceless. Awesome. The guy is perfect yes, at that. He's it was perfect. great. So, well, so Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Hey, thanks. Um, you have a good, uh, hope you have a wonderful vacation, safe travels going and coming and while you're traveling down there, I hope you guys have a wonderful time, eat a lot of good food. Bask on the beach. It's I'm like a normal week for you, right? Normal week, yeah. You know that's how I do it. So, <laughs> exactly. but thank you. We're looking forward to it. It's the kids are excited, and obviously, always great to see my parents and my my nephews and all of that as well. Do me a favor, get a picture of you and Willie together with your pink outfits on, would you? Oh, I'm sure you'll get a picture. I'd love to see it. I am sure you will. I'd love to see it because if I'm, I'm if I get it, I'm going to copy that. I'm going to make eight by tens and I'm going to post them around. Perfect. You post them around. You have to take me to Longhorn. Well, you wear that. You wear that on the first Sunday you come back, and I'll do it. Got to wear the flip flops and the britches and the tent and the top. Okay. And during the countdown, you got living on cheesecake. <laughs> That's right. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Thanks for holding in there. We're uh, pushing an hour and ten minutes. So, well, how come when I preach, we always go longer on the podcast? I don't know. I, I I just don't know. I mean, I don't know what the deal is there. I'm very I'm very time conscious. I I bull bull bull. Yeah, yeah. You'll be under this week because I won't be here. (laughs) We'll definitely be under because you're right. I won't be here. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I won't be adding in my extra stuff. My ten minute prayers. I could phone in and pray. You could do that. You could do that. You're right. We'll be we will be worshiping from the beach. Probably we'll be inside, but mm-hmm. we will join you for worship. Yeah, if it's a rainy day, just pull it up. And, we're gonna pull it up anyway. Are you okay? Awesome. Oh yeah, no, we're planning on being. Get we're planning on being ready. here, even though we're not here. Well, that'd be good. We can count you on the attendance then. Okay, good for it. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and um, we will catch you in two weeks. See you, Craig. Goodbye, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs>